You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. Abby. Today's show isn't going to be quite as upbeat and cheerful as, as we try to make most of our shows. We're going to talk about dog bites today. And that's a tough one. One of our assistant trainers this past weekend got bit by a dog. It wasn't serious, although it potentially could have been because she got bit in her hand. And hands are are actually quite fragile. She's going to be fine. It was painful for a little while. and I, But I think it, it probably hurt her ego a little bit more than it did her hand. Yeah. But heck, dog trainers get bit. But as we got talking about it, we realized that Dog bites are a huge problem, and we've talked about this in podcasts before in relationship to puppies and in puppy training, but I think we need to address dog bites in general, so that's going to be our show today. So hang on, listen to a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. 
Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. We've got a little bit of a serious show here today, and we'll try to have a giggle in here now and then, but we're talking about dog bites. Now, if you want to do some research yourself, I went up, I got a lot of my information from two different websites, cdc.gov, and that's the Centers for Disease Control, so cdc.gov, and dogbitelaw.com, that's dog, D-O-G, bite, B-I-T-E, law, L-A-W.com. Both of those websites have a great deal of information on dog bites, although I did research in a variety of places. I did some books many websites, information that I have stored away as I've come across it through the years. But let's talk about first how many dogs bite people in any given period of time. First of all, I think the uh, one of the pet product associations says that there are about 74 million dogs in the United States today. I don't believe we know how many there are worldwide, but in the United States, about 74 million dogs. The Centers for Disease Control believes that more than 4.7 million people a year are bitten by dogs. And they say more than because many dog bites go unreported. That's 4.7 million people a year bitten by man and woman's best friend that we know about. The actual number could be horribly higher than that. They're even saying like one out of every six are... uh serious enough to require require medical attention that's a lot that's that's a lot of people and about 400,000 require enough medical attention that they have to go to an emergency room and i believe the figure i think more than 50% represent children yes and out of that majority of the bites are in the face and then sure, kids' faces, that, kids' faces, right down there near a dog's and unfortunately most of those bites are the family dog or a friend's dog right Anywhere between 16 and 24 people each year are killed by dogs. So that's pretty sad. Mm -hmm. That's pretty sad. When we're talking about dogs biting people, if you look at relationship of injuries to other sports, the sport that requires the greatest number of emergency room visits is baseball or softball with about 400,000 emergency room visits. Number two is dog bites. That's so sad. Yeah. That's just really so sad that number two are dog bites. And that's about 333,000 require emergency room visits. Playground equipment injuries, 260,000. All-terrain vehicles, mopeds, and so forth, 125,000. Volleyball, 97,000. Inline skating, 75,000. Horseback riding, 71,000. Baby walkers, 28,000. 
I wouldn't think baby walkers were that difficult to use, but I guess they are. <laughs> I guess they are. And then skateboards, twenty-five thousand. But the fact that of all of those primary causes of sport injuries, dog bites are number two. That's just horrible. It's absolutely horrible. In the uh, www.dogbitelaw.com, mm-hmm. the information actually was very good. One of them here is, is uh, actually pretty interesting that the chances that a victim of a fatal dog attack will be a burglar are 1 in 177. Now, burglar. interesting that one of my dogs did that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yep. And one of, yep. That was the 1 and, in 177. And, and plus cornered him under the bougainvillea, which uh-huh. for you people who don't live in a tropical area, they have one-inch thorns, like every half inch on their stem. I'm thinking that hurt more than oh, a dog I, bite Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. But then the uh, the odds that uh, it will be a child are 7 out of 10. So a burglar, 1 out of 177. But a child, 7 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In addition, some other facts that we came up with. People were most likely to be bitten in their own homes by known dogs. And as the number of dogs rose above one in the household, the bite occurrence also increased. The study found that dog bites in children had decreased in number while older adults showed an increased number of bites. That's with multiple dogs. So perhaps when there's multiple dogs in the household, people are taking more care with the kids. Or maybe when there's kids still in the family, the family only has one dog. Yeah, that could it's, be. It's kind of hard to tell with, hmm. with studies like this that aren't providing all the information. However, the study also showed that with older people, the increase in older victims may be linked to the popularity of smaller dogs, which actually are often more likely to bite. Well, that's true. We always say that. Yeah. I think we're more worried about the little... The toy small, poodles. To, and yeah, the, small breed dogs than we would in any of the large ones. Well, in all the years I've been training, I've never been bitten by a Rottweiler, and I've never been bitten by a pit bull. No, neither have I. But I've been bitten by a lot of little ones. <laughs> little ankle nippers. Yeah, yeah. Now, a few other things from the Centers for Disease Control as far as numbers and statistics. It said among children, the rate of dog bite-related injuries is highest for those ages 5 to 9. Well, that's when kids are pretty rowdy, Mm -hmm. and they don't always know all the rules yet. They don't always understand the need for the rules. Mm -hmm. And children are more likely than adults to receive medical attention for dog bites. A lot of adults probably just wash it off, and that's that. However... Babies are often the victims of dog bites. The CDC statistics for fatalities. So the age group with the highest number of fatalities were children under the age of one year. Babies. They accounted for 19% of the deaths due to dog attacks from 1965 to 2001. And of that percentage... 72% 72% of those were less than 90 days old. So they newborns. were newborns who cried a lot and had a high-pitched mm-hmm. voice that potentially could sound like a prey animal, mm-hmm. or the dog was upset at the disruption of the household. The dog might have been kicked out of his normal area in the house because of the baby. Perhaps he wasn't being allowed on mom's lap because the baby was there. The time and the biggest changes in the dog's life is when yes. the child is first brought home. Sure. And is squalling and squealing and carrying on, and everybody's giving it attention. Yeah. And the owners are paying more attention. Or the owners, the parents. <laughs> the owners, 
the parents are righteously paying more attention to the baby than being owners of their dog, but it's a good point to make that you do need to still be an owner to your dog right. while sure. being a parent. The second highest number of fatalities with children were two-year-olds. Uh, toddlers, yeah. just, just getting up and grabbing things. Now, my folks have pictures of me learning to walk by hanging on to our German Shepherd's collar and ear. And he obviously, his name was Butch, <laughs> was very tolerant. He put up with that. I, in fact, I have a story, family story, that, that my folks had told for years that my dad, for the rest of his lifetime, was leery of German Shepherds because when I was a toddler, he went to spank my bottom one time and Butch grabbed dad by the forearm and said, hey man, don't do that. My puppy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Butch let me hang on his collar and learn to walk, toddling along beside him, but Dad was not allowed to spank my little bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was four years old and I ran away to the circus, I took my dog with me. Yeah. My case hound. There you go. Yeah. And we were found walking down the street together, and he was right by my side, and I'm, sh- you know, I'm Well, and I think him. you remember me telling you the story, Kayla, of walking. Oh, sure. Had one-year-old, Shasta. Yeah. Very patient, and took a step at a time while Kayla yep. learned to walk. Yep. Of course, another interesting interesting a sad statistic boys boys from the ages of 1 to 12 were two and a half times more likely to be the victims of fatal dog attacks than girls well even bites the CDC says that among adults males are much more likely than females to be bitten now we've seen some of that in our classes the guys like to play rough they make correct the dog too roughly they may handle the dog too roughly i know as many times i'll get on the kids and it's the the boys the tell them knock it off stop teasing they're getting the face of the dog here in class and i catch them if i catch them in class sure you know what they're doing at home in the last couple of weeks i've actually done two private sessions with families and i i was really struck by how much more active the boys were i think there were about seven six and seven the boys were and the girls were a couple of years older Still, there was a marked difference in just how physical the boys were with the new dog in the family than the girls were. Mm-hmm. The girls were more likely to pet, want to give treats, mm-hmm. and the boys wanted to lay across the top of the dogs and grab them around the neck and pretend to bulldog them and all that. Yeah, yeah, well, that can certainly put them at risk. Yeah, so obviously, this is a huge problem. Well, um, let me add to another okay. statistic that jumped out at me was attacks from 1965 to 2001. 76% of all fatal dog attacks occurred on the property of the dog. Yes. That mm-hmm. vision of dogs roaming loose and attacking in packs, it does happen, but it's not the majority. It's of the just those are the ones that really make the headlines. Yeah. We know a therapy dog in our group that was out for a walk with the family's other dog and the owner, and they were attacked by a marauding four-pack of uh, dogs who killed the therapy dog and bit both the other dog and the dad. So dogs running loose can definitely be a huge problem. Browsing through the case histories, I was struck also by how many of these, the dog was chained and the child, quote, walked near the chain dog or approached a chain dog or not even a child there was an 88 year old woman who went toward a went too close to a chained dog well we've said for years in our in our classes that 
If the dog needs to be confined other than a crate, the dog run is the best bet, preferably with solid sides to the outside world and uh, not chained because a dog who's chained is vulnerable. Well, and then I think you read the st- st- statistic. Woo! <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a tongue twister. Uh, again. Um, the unneutered males. Yeah. That was interesting. Um, in the average of, say, 26 fatal dog attacks a year, 20... 21? I'm sorry, 28. There are 41 dog attacks from 2000 to 2001. 28 of those 41 were a single dog. Of those 28, 26 were male dogs. Of those 26, 21 were not neutered. They were intact males. And actually the other five male dogs, they didn't know the, their, whether they were intact or not. That's, so that's, that's more huge. than half. More than half of the fatalities were attributed to intact male dogs. With a question mark about several others. That's absolutely huge. And we've always talked about neutering Spain. Yeah. That's another good reason. Now, I don't like to classify dogs by breed as far as being good or bad because there's so many variables. But I do think it needs to be noted. One of the statistics on dog bites, and this is not necessarily fatalities or just... Oh, no, I take that back. This is... Fatalities. So, fatalities caused by dogs. The number one breed is pit bull, significantly. Now, let me add to that before all the pit bull people start dropping me emails. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Don't. We love pitties. We, <laughs> we have pitties in our classes. We think pitties are awesome. I think we're <laughs> one of the rare trainers in San Diego County that accepts them. The problem we, with this... We have two pit bull rescue groups that be sure that they are sure to bring their dogs through us, us for training. Yes. Right. And many of them go on to be therapy dogs. Sure. Yes. Okay. So, don't send us nasty emails. We're going by statistics here. The problem with statistics going by breed is a pit bull is often any dog with short hair and a broad head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had students come in and they were ado- they adopted a dog that was a pit bull. And we're looking at it going, a no. <laughs> Maybe somewhere a great-great-grandparent, yeah. but... Uh, no. Yeah. So, but somebody classified as that dog a pit bull. Right. So, there so you go. So, pitties are listed as the number one breed, but we'll take that with a grain of salt. It could, I would say, it means pit bulls, amstaffs, probably some bull terriers, and any other short hair breed. Boxers, yeah. Boxers with a tail, because that's a short coat. Yeah. Oh, it's a pit. And you know, any short haired dog with a broad head. Yeah. Second, well, Rotties are pretty distinct, but I would say this would probably be Rotties and other black and tan dogs with Rottie ancestry. Those were number two. German Shepherds were number three. Huskies, again with quotation marks, it doesn't say Siberian Husky, so I'm sure this could include sled dogs of mm-hmm. mixed heritage mm-hmm. or anything that looks... anything that yeah. looks... Well, Alaskan Malamute was next. Uh. Doberman Pinscher was one, two, three, four, five, was number six. And that actually surprised me a little bit because most of the Dobies we see are pretty soft. Yeah. But they're on the list next. Then Chow Chows, Great Danes, St. Bernard's, and Akitas. Now, as far as... A lot of people are going, St. Bernard's? 
But they're supposed to save people. Yeah. They got a lot of weight behind them, so if they do bite... They they bite good. Well, and if they're not socialized well, we've seen We've one. seen some that are yeah. pretty scary. We're, yeah, we're, we've questioned a couple come through yeah. class recently. Now, mixes. Wolf hybrids are number one. Yeah. Now... Well, I have to put, again, I have to put a word of warning attached to that. Here, anyway, where we are in Southern California, the vast majority of dogs we see that are supposed to be wolf hybrids are probably husky mixes, malmute mixes, shepherd mixes. There are a few wolf hybrids, but not nearly as many as people think they have. So, again, that's with a grain of salt. Then German Shepherd mixes, Pitbull mixes, Husky mixes, Malmeet mixes, Roddy mixes, and Chow Chow mixes. So a lot of the same breeds. Now, these are dog bite fatalities. So these are not breeds by bites. Bites themselves, there's also lots of little dogs. Well, yeah. And that's what we say is that's our biggest ones we watch for is the little dogs. We're more likely to get bit by a little one. It's more likely to be a serious bite by a big dog. By a big dog. Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, if a pit bull decides to bite you, if a real pity decides to bite you, he's going to hurt you. Just for the capability. He's got the capability. He's got the jaw power. He's got the muscles. He's got the weight behind it. But like I say, in more than 25 years teaching dog classes, knock on wood, (laughs) I've never been bit by a pity. All right. So now that we've talked about breeds, let's also say on any given day, in any given situation, any dog can bite. Dogs Agreed. are capable of biting. They don't have hands. They can't punch us out or give us the finger. Their only weaponry is either to run away or to bite. And a lot of times we don't give them a chance to run away. That fight or flight instinct. I think a lot of times dogs do try to warn with a growl and children especially. Don't listen. Don't notice. Don't know how to read it. Don't see it. Yeah. And then if the dog is trapped or is not wanting to run away, yeah, the bite happens. Yeah. I mean, I have the capability of punching, and I've done it on occasion, and I gave warning first. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I have to get the... Usually I fight with my mouth, but, yeah. <laughs> but not <Really>? by biting. <laughs> <laughs> We've and, never noticed that. And on that note, we need to take a break. So let's take a listen to our sponsors. We'll be right back and we'll talk about how to prevent dog bites. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. your dog some thought with dog thoughts it's the iphone application that everyone's talking about hey what do you think of this a man in davis california says he's invented an application for the iphone that claims it can read your dog's mind no it's true i read about it on my cat's twitter page jay leno talked about it cbs reported on it and now you can see what all the buzz is about Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. On your iPhone, of course. 
take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Schools in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. A little bit of a serious show today. In the first half of the show, we talked um, about dog bites, dog fatalities, some of the numbers, some of the breeds, some of the statistics involved with it. This is sad. You know, dogs are supposed to be man and woman's best friend. But unfortunately, I think a lot of times the bites are our fault. Either we're not reading the dog's body language, as Kate says. We're not supervising our kids. We're not neutering our male dogs. We're not training our dogs. Mm -hmm. But let's take a, a look at some of the things that are suggested for dog bite prevention. And again, the Centers for Disease Control does have a list for children and adults. Basically, number one, don't approach an unfamiliar dog. So if you and your kids are out for a walk and your neighbor's walking his dog, don't let your kids run up to it. I know uh, Kate had a problem with that with Walter on a therapy dog visit. Oh, yeah. We were at a nursing home visiting the residents. And uh, Walter's great with the older folks and anybody in a wheelchair. And he is getting better about children. So when the, oh, I'd say she was about six-year-old, approached and wanted to pet Walter the first time, she asked nicely. He looked like he was okay with it. I kept a hand on him and said, sure, she came over. But about the sixth or seventh time, she started, and this was within an hour, she started being a kid and thinking, oh, now it's okay now. But by that time, he was getting, my boy was getting tired and cranky. And when she approached on the eighth time and tried to grab his ears and look him directly in the eyes and barked at him. Oops. Oh, no. Yeah. 
yeah, I just said that that's enough, and I had to stop her from coming back to visit again at all. Uh, it, she was just every time she came on a little bit stronger, a little bolder. Now, where was the parental supervision? Off seeing her mother in one yeah, of the homes. Yeah, so see, that's no where some of the problems happen. Right. No supervision. Right. Another one from the CDC for teaching kids basic safety around dogs. Teach the kid not to run from a dog and scream to become a tree. Now, I, I use the phrase become a tree, but you use a different one. I, I found more luck with telling kids to be a statue. There you go. Some, I had one little girl, I was like, okay, be a tree. And she started to swaying oh. in the breeze. And, oh, no. And she was a weeping willow or something. Oh. I was like, okay, that, that's not quite <laughs> A it. little too artistic. <laughs> so it reminded me. I had a memory back of playing statue when I was a kid. And I was a little fuzzy on the rules. But you kind of ran around and touched people, and they had to become a statue. Oh, I vaguely yeah. remember that, yeah. Okay. So that seemed to resonate with the kids. To tell them to be a statue, whatever they were doing, they had to freeze at that moment. And I would have the owners and their older siblings play the statue game with them ahead of time. Ah, okay. So that when they said mm-hmm. statue, the kids already, already were knew primed, to freeze, and they could freeze in that position. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay, now another one um, that the CDC recommends that Petra and I have taught when we've gone to schools to do dog bite prevention programs, and that is if a child is knocked over by a dog, to roll into a ball, lie still, and protect your face and your hands. Yep, and I know I I did that a lot with Kayla going through the elementary schools. I'd bring uh, Shasta, she was my therapy dog at the time, and uh, talk about it, and she was excellent with kids, but I'd purposely have them do the exercise and then bring her over and have her sniff mm-hmm. and then tell, okay, don't move. And even if they giggle, oh, don't even giggle. Right. Don't move because she could be a big, mean dog, you know, and try to get them to, to, mm-hmm. to hold still and, and hide their face. Bury in there. Yeah. Don't move. So again, statue, lay on the ground, protect yourself. Yep. Yeah. Not running, like you mentioned. Too. Oh. Teach them not to run. Run and scream I've and throw stopped, their hands in the air. Oh, my god. And I've stopped kids. It wasn't that long ago. I pulled over. There was a stray dog, and kids were running. And I got out and yelled at the kids and said, freeze, because I saw the dog's body language. It's like, don't move. And then I went and shooed the dog away and got him away and then told can now nicely walk. Walk till and you're out of sight. Especially when kids home. scream, because they yeah. scream in a high-pitched voice. They're running. That kicks in the dog's prey drive. Oh, my They're gosh. They're screaming. Yeah. They sound like prey. Mm-hmm. And so even an otherwise nice dog could get overstimulated and even if they just get so stimulated they're just nipping sure that could escalate sure definitely mm-hmm. or be classified as a bite mm-hmm. now uh, some more recommendations for preventing dog bites a uh, fellow member of the dog riders association of america uh, sophie yin y-i-n who's a veterinarian she says since most dog aggression is actually due to fear or anxiety it's essential for animal healthcare professionals and dog owners to recognize the signs of fear and anxiety in their dog. And so, what does your dog look like when he's afraid? He's probably, if he has a tail, it's going to be tucked. His head's probably going to be down. He may have his lips pulled all the way back. He could be panting. He could uh, have the whites of his eyes showing. He could even be crouched. You know, lower body language. There's a lot of signs of fear that dog owners should recognize. There's some amazing... I think 
amazing similarities. If you ask somebody to make a fear face, how do they look when they're afraid? Um, and then think about a dog's face in between. There's a lot of similarities. The wide open eyes, so you can see everything. Yeah, you see the, the whites are whale eye when you see whale eyes. Whale eye, what we call it for dogs. Yeah. Trying to open up your eyes so you can see all the scary things that are coming at you. The drawn back mouth tight, mm -hmm. pulling the head back and down maybe. Now the drawn yourself. back mouth is interesting because I had told somebody that's what's happening to their dog. He was, oh no, no, he smiles. I said, no, this is not a smile. Smiles are different. Uh huh. <laughs> but she didn't know that. And I told the other person, pull your dog away. I know, and I said, I know she grins. I've seen her smile. I've come up and she's mm -hmm. excited. Total different body language. Mm -hmm. Happy, grinning. This one is all of a sudden her body, she just kind of tucked in within herself. And Happy. her corners pulled back. But it looked like a smile. Because if you had to see the rest of the body. Happy body language is, a, is relaxed and a normal mm -hmm. height and wiggly and bouncy. Loose. Loose. Fear is tight and drawn back and low. And right. still. And still. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's one of the first things I find that I notice in either fear or aggression. The first thing that kicks off my radar is noticing how still a dog is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, the biggest one people always like to approach dogs is make a first good impression when approaching. So I hate the ones that come bulldozing forward and could be almost like a challenging thing. I've seen people right. do that. Or the ones go, oh, hi, dog, and just swing their hands up. We know Gina doesn't like that. Swing the hand up, we immediately want to go pet. But we always... Uh, Taking great liberties right. with the dog right. when they shouldn't. I mean, I don't run up to every person I meet and kiss them on the lips and ruffle their hair. And, <laughs> Thank you God. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like a dog class. Well, heck, we might be more popular if you... <laughs> Sorry. I get decked a lot, too. I mean. But, you know, that's what we do. If you, We do it instinctively. That's when we also tell our helpers what dog's not to approach. When we're talking to them or taking roll or whatever and we walk up to the dog, we can read their body language right away. We're not walking up with our hands out yet. We just walk up casually, talking. And, and usually not even greeting the dog, just nope. greeting the owner. Yeah, exactly. And just watching the body language of the dog right away and see what he does. So learn to approach a dog calmly. Now here's another one from Dr. Yin that we ran into in class last night. Avoid hugging or placing your face uh -huh. into the face of a dog, including kissing him. This woman came into class... And I won't go into too many details because I don't want to embarrass her. But first thing she did when she came into class is Roll she said sleeve. she rolled up her sleeve to show us that her puppy had bitten her during the week. Mm -hmm. Good bite, too. Yeah. yeah. Some sharp little puppy teeth. And then after we had talked with her for quite a while and we had gone out with the group to work the dog, her, she asked her dog to sit. What does she do? She gets down on her knees, puts her face in his face, and kisses him on the face. And his body language was incredibly uh. still. He did not like it. And so I had to go explain to her that, one, he's already bitten her more than once. Mm -hmm. So good chance she does that again, he's going to bite her face. And the second thing is, is she, this is not a form of greeting that dogs do they don't grab each other's head right now a puppy will go up to an adult dog and lick the underside of his muzzle she does not want her puppy to think she's a puppy as being you know right this is just wrong <laughs> so i had to go explain it to her 
Actually, I, oftentimes I have to tell people, when you want, I tell you to praise and reward your dog. Yes. And I'll look down and they're bopping him on the head or something, and the dog is not enjoying it. Right. Yeah. So it's only a it's reward not a to the dog if they're enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. So read your dog. If he doesn't like to be bopped on the head... Don't bop him. Yeah, don't bop him as a praise for doing what you've asked him to do. Sure. It seems very obvious, but I think a lot of people don't step back or have somebody else to see them or don't can't read their dog's body language up close. Right. Now, another interesting point that Dr. Yin makes, we're responsible for our dog's care. We have to be able to clean ears when they're dirty or infected or need medication. We need to be able to trim toenails. This last Sunday, I shaved our old dog from behind his ears to the tip of his little stubby tail. And then I gave all three dogs baths. And in the process, I did toenails. I trimmed the hair between their pads, cleaned ears, checked them all over. And my dogs are fine with it. They're used to it. Mm -hmm. I think dogs need to learn, learn this early. Oh, definitely. And owners need to learn how to do it so that they're not causing a fear reaction in their dogs. And don't wait until their dog has an ear infection to start handling them. Yeah. Wait till there's a problem with pain that's going to have the dog associate you handling them with pain. Right. Get used to it early and make it relaxing. How many times do we have somebody call us on the training line and say my dog has an ear infection and i can't touch his ears it's have a you little, ever in the past it's oh, a, no never it, had an infection it, it's a little late a little now late. Yeah. do it before the woman who didn't see the need to need to handle her dog because he got groomed but then when he had diarrhea at home and she needed to clean him he turned around and bit her hard mm. <laughs> wonder why yeah mm-hmm. right. yeah and i think something else that many dog owners don't think about is If your dog already has a problem, if he doesn't have good bite inhibition, there's nothing wrong with using a muzzle when you do have to take care of him. Mm -hmm. Or if you have to take him to the veterinarian for care. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you've muzzled Gina on occasion. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to take her in back, and uh, I wanted to be extra cautious. I didn't want her to bite someone. Sure. And I didn't want her to get in the habit of biting. Sure. But I know that she's a fear-based reactive dog. Sure. From uh, what happened before I got her. So I put the muzzle on. It was a hard shell muzzle. They took her back, and I was actually a little shocked and surprised and, I guess, happy, but still worried that she came out without the muzzle on. But they felt comfortable enough with her once they had... uh, And then there's the idea of muzzling the dog when... The veterinarian or the groomer or the vet tech's worried. And that's yeah. when I do Teddy. Yeah. My vet, love him to death, but he had a bad experience with the German Shepherd. He's terrified of him. So for his comfort, and Teddy can read the fear. Sure. I'll put a muzzle on Teddy, and he's completely fine with it, but it eases everybody. So I don't have a nervous vet. <laughs> I don't have a dog that's reading the nervousness. Everyone is calm, and we can go on with the vet check or whatever we're doing. A muzzle does not mm. hurt a dog. I don't like the idea of using a muzzle for everyday life, but certainly for those cases and incidences where uh, preventing a problem. Well, we used one on our rattlesnake avoidance. Sure. We had the, uh, that uh, cattle dog. The woman had said she knew that her dog was uh, likely to be, no, 
100% going to be reactive if touched around the head or, or shoulders. So I emailed her and I said, buy a muzzle, bring her to this clinic on a muzzle. So it allows us and then our helpers to be safe. Mm-hmm. And then when needed, we'll tell her to take it off and put it back on. Right. You know? But again, it didn't harm anybody. Nobody got injured. Everybody was safe. Especially the dog. We Especially, didn't have to wrestle the dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Some other things to keep in mind for preventing dog bites. Let's go back to the very basics. Choose the right dog for you and for your family. Mm-hmm. Do some research. I'd love to plug my book, The Hell Book of Dogs. <laughs> Wiley and Sons is the publisher, put out in 2008. But what I do is, is I covered 300 different breeds, and I contacted breeders and websites and everything else and, and characteristics of the dogs, including is this breed good for first-time dog owners? Is this breed protective? Is this breed known to be aggressive? Or is this breed a love with everybody? The more research you do before adding a dog to your family, the better. Uh, plain and simple. The better. Oh, exactly. We've seen enough mismatch. And we get concerned when people leave their dogs in the backyard sure. all the time. I just see that building into something they need, disastrous. They need socialization. You know? They need to spend time with their family. We've got one in, again, in last night's class when we were talking about exercise for the Star Puppy Program. He said... Oh, the dog was in the backyard with two other dogs. No, what does she do with you for exercise? Oh, nothing. Yeah. It's like, oh. And that's a home that I would not go over, nor would I ever go in that backyard. No. Because that dog is Plus their other two. Yeah. If they do this one, who knows about the other two. Yeah. But that's a So that's, that's very sad. Spaying and neutering. Intact dogs have the natural hormones for... Reproduction for survival of the species. Females can be very protective of not just their puppies, but any young things. One of my mother's dogs uh, ad- had a false pregnancy and adopted three baby bunnies. Oh, Heaven forbid should we try to touch those bunnies. That toy poodle, that's, that's where I got some of my fear of toy poodles. <laughs> but uh, intact female dogs can be very protective. Male dogs... As Kate showed us from statistics, intact male dogs can bite. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's just the way things are. So spaying and neutering dogs is huge. And then, of course, training. Oh, now, gosh, definitely. Now, granted, that's our shtick. Yep. <laughs> yep. But we believe in it. Exactly. And I have a hard time separating training and socialization because I guess they're different, but to me they are so closely blended that I see them as going along together. Oh, definitely. Right. Definitely. Agreed. Agreed. Now, before we let you go, I've got one more bit of trivia for you from www.dogbitelaw.com. And this, sometimes this is what makes the biggest impression on people. Not the number of dog bites there are, but let's talk about the financial impact of dog bites. Oh, geez, that's huge, too. Dog attack victims in the U.S. suffer over one billion, that's billion with a B, in monetary losses every single year. And that's uh, from the State Farm Insurance Company's publication, State Farm Times. That $1 billion estimate might be low. The Journal of the American Medical Association reported that in 1995, State Farm paid $70 million on 11,000 claims and estimated that the total annual insurance costs for dog bites 
was about two billion, but they were able to come up with statistics for one billion. So it might actually be double that. Wow, can you imagine? That might get California out of its deficit. (laughs) (laughs) If we worked on that. And California Hmm. is one of the highest incidents of dog bites and fatalities in dog bites. Hmm. But of course, it's a huge state, too. And then according to the uh, Insurance Information Institute, dog bites costs insurers $345.5 million in 2002. Wow, that's a lot. And it rose up to $356.2 million in 2007. Wow. Let's see, I can't even wrap my mind around that much money. No, neither can I. <laughs> no. And, and then dog owners. If your dog bites someone, not only can you be face criminal charges... If it was something that you did, if you did not control your dogs, if you knew your dogs showed the tendency to be aggressive or potentially dangerous and you did nothing about it, if you allowed your dogs to run free in an area where they legally should be confined or leashed, you can face criminal charges, you can be sued by the person who's bit, been bitten or the family of the, the victim, and your dog could be dead. Yeah, they can come, and I won't. And I won't say put him to sleep. I will say they can come and take him and kill him after quarantine, of which you'll have to pay for, by the way. Or in some cases, if they have to go there and police can't get to it, they can right shoot him then and there on site. Yeah. So this is pretty serious, and I know some of our listeners right now are saying, "Not my dog," but just keep in mind. Any dog on any given day in any given situation has the potential. So it's up to us as dog owners to do the right thing. Spay and neuter them. Choose the right breed of dog. Train the dog. Socialize the dog. And then make sure the dog and the people that live with him and are exposed to him are safe. Be a responsible dog owner. Bottom line. Gee, where have we heard that before? And and just so you know, throughout this entire podcast, I've had to clutch my own little fuzzy furry friend to me has to help me get through all of this. <laughs> Actually, Walter is sleeping sound, on your lap. Walter is sound asleep <laughs> on her lap, on his back, with his feet in the air, and alternately, Paige and I have been reaching over and tickling the Rubbing inside his of his thigh. <laughs> He's been our therapy dog while we talked about what is um, needs to be talked about, but it's not a very happy subject. No, this is not a happy subject at all, and and certainly not our normal upbeat happy podcast. But if we can make a little change, it's something. If we can save a few dogs' lives and save a few people from getting bitten, then we've made a difference. Yes. Yep. So, take a deep breath. (gasps) (laughs) Our next podcast will be a little bit more upbeat. (laughs) So, I hope if you haven't had a few laughs with us today, I hope perhaps you've learned something. And hopefully we can make life better for you and your dog. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand. 
only on PetLifeRadio.com.